Welcome to the Hot Raw Podcast. My name is Adam Glynn, joined by my friend Dax Holt. What's up, Dax? Hello, friend. And we are the number one <laughs> anti-child trafficking entertainment website out there. Podcast out there. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> listen, if you listen to another entertainment news podcast, you are supporting child trafficking. We are the number one anti-child trafficking entertainment news podcast out there. So make your, you know... <laughs> Can you, you imagine? listen to one other one? Doesn't matter which one. If you listen to another one, you support child you trafficking. You support that. That's what that goes on oh in Hollywood. We're, we're anti. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Dax, how are you, bud? I'm good, dude. I'm good. No complaints yeah. here. Dax, if you could be a publicist for any celebrity, who would you want to be a publicist for? Uh, I'm trying to think of someone that'd be like easy, like yeah, Chris Pratt or something. Chris Pratt. Like Can you Chris know Pratt how easy that one. is? What? Don't you think when you're a celebrity publicist, like when you're that level publicist or have that kind of client, it's the easiest job? Well, I got to think with someone like that, that they're funny and they're goofy. No one's taking them too serious. You know, they're not going to go out and say something racist or homophobic or anti-Semitic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, the reason that you really need a publicist to like kind of fix your shit up after you've screwed up. I, I don't feel like a Chris Pratt is going to do something like that or get drunk and be naked in Vegas. Like, yeah, to me, that seems like a chill gig. Like, and you're it's, just picking up the phone being like, sure, he'll sit down with Oprah. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, Ellen, uh, Chris Pratt wants to come on. Yeah, all right. All, at that point, you're not a publicist. You're just a person handling a schedule. Like, you're, okay, you're we're going to book you. Making, yeah, making phone calls. Like, yeah. oh, he's got a new Jurassic World come out. Let me... Let me call up Ellen. I'm sure she'll say it. And of course they're going to say yes. There's literally no, no doors that are going to close to that publicist, right? Like everyone is going to welcome Chris Pratt to do whatever. Like what a cake job. Yeah, no, for sure. Before uh, uh, let's before we get to our guest today, uh, it's uh, Real Housewives of Dallas star Cameron Westcott. Dax, uh, do you want to read a review? Yeah, got a review right here. It says, love me. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to pick the one that says, love me some Dax. This is a great podcast. Very funny and really entertaining. Um, sorry, I I just picked that one. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You always pick the one that bashes me and just praises you. Adam's rude. I literally like, what? just... We were in a hurry, and I just ran and grabbed one real fast, and I just like, oh, here's one. Grab, and I threw it in. I really didn't read it. Sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> but I let's read it again. Let, hold on. Let's <laughs> yeah. read it again. Love me some Dax. This is a great podcast. Very funny and really entertaining. From Man, Adam, it's, Robles, it's, Adam Robles, Adam Robles, Dax's I mean, neighbor. Yeah. Just the best comment I think we could have. We should just read that one every week. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing you, <laughs> the best thing you do to support this podcast is leave a good review, five-star only. And uh, it's like this algorithm thing. That's the best thing you do to support this podcast. Uh, thank you guys for reading reviews uh, and writing reviews and doing whatever. But Dax, tell us about our guest today. All right. Our guest today is on one of the biggest TV shows on Bravo from Real Housewives of Dallas – Cameron Westcott, welcome. So, Cameron, thanks for coming on the podcast. This obviously is a podcast, but there is, again, a YouTube element to it. And we're talking to you, uh, for people who are watching YouTube, you're, I guess you're in your closet. Is that right? I'm in my closet. I'm in my dream closet. You know, I got the dream house, which you guys will actually see on the next episode of Real Housewives of Dallas, which is really exciting. It's a big surprise. So let, let's explain. So for people that are listening as they're driving, this closet is insane, guys. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's like glass walls and inside are glass shelves with her purses, like behind doors. I mean, holy, how, how many square feet is just your closet? Oh my goodness. Um, I would maybe say maybe like, well, I actually have two. Okay, this is just one. So this okay. is spring and summer closet, and I actually have a winter and fall closet, which is around the corner. Now, is that one bigger or smaller? The other one's a little bit smaller. So, okay. and it's not as pretty with the glass. I mean, it's pretty, but it's not as pretty as the glass. And um, this one, I would say probably this would probably be around maybe, would you say 500 or 600 feet? I'm really bad with measurements. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it looks it looks bigger than 500 square feet. What do you think, Adam? It, it's the size of my apartment, dude. It's uh, I'm in New York City. That's the size of my apartment. It's insane. It's so cool. And you have like the purses. Like it feels like a store where you could kind of like you know the way the purses are behind like a glass case for you to see them. What I is your thing displayed? You know, I have to see it, otherwise I won't wear it. We know, obviously, we all know that you you're obsessed with the color pink. But when it comes to purses, what's the What's the, the golden grail for you of purses? What's the one you have? Like this one, you don't even like to bring out. It's so expensive that it's just like, man. Yeah, like, I would just... say my Hermes pink rose tyrene croc, which is a crocodile. Um, and I actually got that actually for my 10-year anniversary. So it's like really, really exciting. And we had a really hard time getting a hold of this pink because I wanted this perfect shade of pink. So Court surprised me and he literally had to have a person fly it all the way across the country to get this bag for me like it was hardcore so um we actually had to get it at an auction house because the color was so hard to get so we um yeah we got it actually from an auction house so but it flew all the way across the country uh one christmas and court almost like was so he surprised me on christmas before my anniversary to like sidetracked me and he had to literally um, have a backup present because he was afraid it wasn't going to come. And it, it came. The person missed the messenger who was carrying it over, missed their flight. And they had to get him on like a red eye fly. And the person, but it, it, it made it. So is that, is it behind you? Is it one of the, the pink ones that we can see? Yeah, it's, it's actually um, right there. There's two pink Birkins right there. That pink crocodile one right there. You can see, yeah. And so how much... In a ballpark range, does a purse like that go for? Any clue? Because I have absolutely no idea. Um, if you buy it retail, you could you could get it for about eighty thousand. But if you pay auction price, you usually pay a premium on top of that. So it's usually around like a hundred thousand up to one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. What event would you pull that purse out for? Because I'd be nervous to walk around with that. So nervous too. I'm so nervous. That's why I've only carried it like three times because I'm afraid my kids are going to spill their milk on it or something. <laughs> and I usually take it to a ladies' lunch where we're inside, where there's a place I could put it on like a chair. And, you know, the, the other thing is if you don't wear it, then you're just, you know, it's just artwork, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have life. So, do you, yeah. Do you have insurance for a bag like that? Yes. You have oh, okay. insurance. Yes. And I got okay. care. I got alarms like <laughs> so here's my question when you when you get out to lunch with your girlfriends do you like purposely like sit that on the table like look what's up bitches look what I brought to the lunch like you have to because you want to make sure everyone sees it it's, it's the three times a year it comes out you want to make sure they all see it right well it depends what crowd you're with you know sometimes you're the crowd and they all have those and then it's kind of like you don't want to be the one that's kind of like in your face you want to be kind of like, <laughs> you know, nonchalant about it and be yeah. like, oh, just kind of slide in and put it on the chair next to you so no one notices, you know? Or if the person's real bitchy and you want to piss them off, then yeah, you can like <laughs> take it out and like get in their face. Has that thing ever touched the floor? Do you set that purse down on the floor? Um, I think it's probably been on the floor in my house before, but I don't think I've ever set it down outside or at a restaurant. No, I don't think so. So obviously you, you got this new house. It's a big one. You've been working on this one for a while. What's the coolest thing you have in this house? What was like the coolest feature you wanted? Something that's very original that you love. Yes, we have moving doors outside going out to our patio and our pool. So like our whole family room, the doors all open. And we had that in my last house. And it's really hard to find that in Texas just because the weather's not really the best for it. But in California, you see it very often. But I'm a Cali girl, so I want to pretend I'm in California. So I literally needed that moving wall, okay? That was like number one request. And I have a lot of requests. And of course, my husband had a lot of requests. When you get spoiled and you build your own house, you start like having like requests, you know, and you don't normally do that. Um, but the moving wall is actually like our favorite part. And then we have the sliding screen. So, you know, when mosquitoes are, are out in the summer, you don't get bit which is amazing. And then our pool is amazing. And I really wanted a fabulous pool for my kids and it's great for entertaining as well. So I'm really excited. But the number one thing is also my closet. Okay. <laughs> closet. It has to be able to fit all my stuff. Okay. My old closet fit everything. 
And this closet fits everything, but I bought two because we actually are building a whole other closet for my husband, which is attached, the guest room that attaches to our master. So we're going through the wall and like, I think in like three weeks, we break through the wall. So we're making <laughs> another closet. <laughs> now, is his clothes collection even close to yours? Yes, he has as, as many clothes as I have, yeah. Really? Yes. Is it like suits? Is it workout? Like what? What's his main thing? He usually lo- he like lives and workout clothes if he's not at the office. But he's a lot of suits. Um, yeah. When we were building our house before, we actually battled on whose closet was going to be bigger. And somehow he changed the plans when I was like at a different meeting, and I I caught it immediately and was like, "Your closet is not going to be bigger than mine." <laughs> I, it was like war of the closets um he's like really private though and he won't ever let cameras go in his closets his old closet too his old closet was so cool though like he had like this crazy um crocodile floor that heated and it was like kind of carolina herrera like dark wood and stainless steel his closet was really cool some people liked his closet more than my last closet um but his new closet is going to be really cool he's been designing for a while but he'll never like cameras in though he won't he's like really private he's like that's my only space i can hide from you cameron <laughs> <laughs> you uh you had this bed for your daughter it was uh like a ten thousand dollar bed you uh she didn't really enjoy it that much and you were trying to get rid of it did you ever were you able to sell that bed yes actually a girl who has two daughters loved it and um you know connected with me and we had it transported actually to houston and she was so excited and her little girls were so excited and she sent me photos and it's like it literally made me so excited that it could be somewhere else and be appreciated that's so awesome inside your house you you just said your husband is like the one place you can hide from me is there anywhere in your house that you will not let cameras um i used to not allow cameras in my children I thought it was kind of creepy and then somehow we ended up filming in there a few times and sometimes I break the rules a little bit but when I first started I was like cameras cannot be in my kids rooms but now the kids are okay with it and they've kind of grown up around it for the past four years now so they're more comfortable but I would say yeah and, and usually the laundry room usually people that work in my house hide in the laundry room because they don't want to be on camera here <laughs> he wants to be on camera so, <laughs> so That's funny. you know when the real housewives of dallas came up what was your decision to go on this show you know like uh obviously a lot of thoughts come in your head but what you know what was the ultimate deciding factor like you know what i i want to go on this show i want to take experience this yeah i knew we lived once and I was kind of sick of, you know, chairing all these charity balls and all these charity lunches. And I was putting so much time into it and I was just kind of getting bored. And I always donate to charity all the time, but I was like, let's do something different, fun. And I really wanted, you know, a platform to help launch my brand. It was my dream to start Sparkle Dog because my dog was such a picky eater and wouldn't eat anything just like myself. I'm a picky eater too. And we just, my dog and I wanted to launch Sparkle Dog, which was Louie. And I wanted to do something for myself because I've always been my husband's biggest cheerleader and I wanted to have him cheer me on for something. So I decided to put myself out there and my family did not support it. They thought I was insane. They're like, do not do this. Uh, my husband's family said, do not do this. My husband's family even like offered to pay me not to do it, to be honest. They're like, we don't want you. Like, this is not going to be good. Like, I was like, but they also know that I'm really well-behaved and well-mannered. And after they saw me on a few episodes, they're like, okay, we know you're not going to do anything too crazy. And no matter how much alcohol I have in my body, I'm still the same person. Like, I'm not going to like do something just to entertain someone else. So do you feel though the pressure of needing to entertain because when you have cameras following you around you're on a show i mean you're competing with some of the biggest franchises out there with atlanta and beverly hills and i gotta think that the crazier you ladies are you know the more attention the show gets so i I gotta think that it's in the back of your mind right oh oh it totally is in the back of my mind and yeah there is sometimes pressure I just always remind myself though, whatever I do, I know that my children are going to see it one day. So like, don't get too crazy cam, you know, like I always know my kids are going to watch everything one day. So I'm like, 
oh, let's behave. And I also don't want to embarrass my family. But then again, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really do anything too scandalous. You know, I'm not, so I trust everything I'm doing, but you know, you also want to entertain people as well. But I think I naturally kind of do it just because I guess I'm like that. And I didn't realize I'm entertaining just by myself. So <laughs> well, I didn't know. I really didn't know I could make people laugh until I was on TV and people were like, that's so funny. I'm like, really? Okay. I think that's the charm of you. Like you, you come on the show and you bring like this kind of like fun, funny people want to hang out with you. And then you see obviously other st- seasons and you know, I, you know, I thought this little, there was a storyline, not on Housewives of Dallas, but in New Jersey that I thought was a little kind of crazy. And I didn't know where the line was. It was with Teresa Judice's daughter about, you know, one of the other girls saw that knows that the daughter does coke in the bathroom. I'm like, whoa, like that's a, cr-. yeah. And that was just, that was so wild. And that's such a wild statement. And, and, you know, I'm curious for you, like, how do you draw the line where, hey, listen, we got to make a great show, but where do we, when do we know it's too much or we're going too far in or, and it gets personal? Yeah, I definitely have lines. And when other cast members cross those lines, I lose trust in them. And I definitely gravitate towards other people and kind of avoid them. And I would definitely say it's definitely happened before with our show. And it's happened off camera many times with other women. But I draw the line where you don't you don't hurt people's lives. You don't want to ruin people's lives. If you're going to do something where it's going to ruin their life, like, no, like, unless that person truly deserves it and they need to be called out for something, then yeah, it's game on. And I also think don't go after people's husbands unless you have legit information and it's like a legit situation. Like, even if you have information, I would never say someone's husband cheating on someone. Like, I would take them in private and talk to them off camera first. Like, I guess I'm like a bad housewife in that terms, like, because I would never do that to another lady because I hope that would never happen to me one day if something happened like that. Then again, if Court ever did that, he'd be in big trouble. So, you know, um, I just, I, I feel for those girls that are put in that position because sometimes people make stuff up. And that's also where you have to be careful because some girls will lie just to get attention. So that's kind of scary too. So what's your thoughts on all the news attention around Brandy Redmond's husband right now? Because Obviously, she has been all over the news, and her husband's been in the news, and obviously, you know them. What What's your opinion of all of this? Well, I definitely think the movie or the video was from a long time ago, which obviously, there's absolutely no excuse for it whatsoever, but he has some explaining to do, like a lot of explaining to do, and she, you know, um, I know is extremely upset about it, and I feel for her. She just had a baby. But yeah, there's a lot of explaining to do. And I feel for her. I really do. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think do you think it's possible that uh, that there was something going on there? Or just like it's just a, a bad because here's the thing. Sometimes you see a video and you go, that looks really bad. But like, maybe it's taken out of proportion or like, again, because I don't know him personally. So I don't know what he's like on a normal basis. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know, I actually don't know him really well personally either. I never imagined like he would do that to her ever in a million years. So it was a big shock, I think for everyone. And I think Brandy will probably address it. I would say definitely if, if she's going to reunion, I think she'll probably address it. What was the audition process for the show? You know, like how did you end up being on it? Did someone recommend you and, did you have to go for a few meetings or how quick was that? Oh my gosh. The audition process was wild. It like came in so fast. Like casting directors were calling me and they were stalking me. Like it was like, oh my, like I couldn't, I couldn't miss a beat. How, how'd they find you? Was it just through Instagram or how do they kind of. They actually got my number through Carrie Juber and they had mentioned that they connected me. They, they mentioned they had messaged me on Instagram also, but I don't remember that. I don't know, but they got my phone number through Carrie originally. And they ended up interviewing several times. I want to say I had at least 10 interviews, um, but you know, some of them were in studio, some of them were Skype, some were on phone calls. And then some were in person. I flew to LA and had that, um, and then we obviously had the camera crew film in Dallas as well and did a test run. And 
Oh my gosh. It was a lot. It was a lot. And then you have to send them tons of pictures. I mean, they have to literally make a video of your family and everything. And then you're put up against all these other women. And then you just crush your fingers that you're going to get to the finish line. And I never, ever thought I was, I thought I was like, Oh, I'm just going to try it for fun. We'll see where I go. And my husband's like, Oh, you can try it, but you're not going to actually do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. No, <laughs> I'm just going to try it for fun. And then we'll just see what the contract says. You know, we'll see if the contract <laughs> offers me. Okay. And then of course I get the contract and I'm like, oh no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then of course I'm like, oh no, I'm in a really bad situation now. And then I had to make a decision and, you know, it, it was really a really hard decision. It was. And then my family is like, do not do it. Then once I did sign the papers, which I had a lot of crying sessions to get there. Like I cried for uh, like a full week because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I was ruining my, my family's life. Like I was so worried. And then I didn't look back after I signed the papers. I'm like, okay, we're going forward. I'm not looking back. And then my family's like, we have your back. Uh, how, how important is your, does your house play a role in the audition process? Like, do they want to see the in and out of your house? Because I've got to imagine for a franchise like that, the bigger, the the more massive your estate, obviously that plays well on camera for, for the rest of the country. So they definitely want eye candy. I would definitely say that's true. They want, you know, they want to, they want viewers to see the glamorous life. And I think, you know, it's kind of expected to have a fabulous house. And I think it's expected to have fancy cars, you know, beautiful clothes. There are girls that aren't as fashionable, I would say. And as long as they have really good personalities and they're interesting, I don't think Bravo really cares then. Um, Do they ever check the financials though? Like to say, okay, they actually, this like- I think know. they assume everyone has legit businesses. I'm, I'm sure there's been women that's kind of probably fake the situation. Well, do you guys remember Taylor from the Beverly Hills franchise? Don't you remember like the, all the stories that came out after her husband had taken his own life was that he was in like big financial mess and it was like they were kind of continuing to go further down into into debt because they were trying to keep up with the lifestyle and they didn't have the money. So I think that absolutely happens. It's terrible. Yeah, it's tough. Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. And it feels for me because if I was like that, I would it, it would be a lot of pressure to have to keep up with that lifestyle just for the camera. Like I... I, I it would be too much pressure for me. It would be way too much pressure. Yeah. What was, uh, you know, obviously, you. what were your thoughts of not doing this show? You know, like, obviously, it comes to, hey, you made it. You're, you're going to be on the show. Were, was there any chance of you saying, guys, thank you so much, but I'm not going to do it? Were, were you close to saying no? Yes. There was actually um, about, like, a couple of days before I started freaking out because I didn't know Leanne actually. And I was kind of intimidated by her before I met her and I was like freaked out. And then after um, I talked to the producer and I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I'm petrified of Leanne. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm getting cold feet now. And he ended up connecting me with Leanne and we got to talk and hang out. And I realized this chick's pretty cool. Why am I scared of her? Like, it's just because I only knew her from what I saw on TV and I was judging her from what I saw. After I got to know her, I was like, "Okay, I'm not afraid. Uh, this shit's cool. We can we can work together." But yeah, I there's times where I almost did not do it. And there's actually like, you know, seasons where I was a little afraid to come back just because of all the drama that happened. I didn't want to be around the negativity. But somehow I've always pushed through and came back. Yeah, but I, you know what? It's funny. Well, I, I just thought of it. it's. You came on the show. You weren't like the original cast member, but there's other girls that weren't brought back on. Is it awkward when you see those girls like uh, Tiffany and stuff that, no, it's not awkward that they weren't no, brought back on? No, oh, Tiffany come on? so sweet to me. And yeah, everyone so sweet. Um, I've met Marie before. She's so sweet. She's always included me in things. And all the girls are really, really sweet that are so not like here at Duber. I start all the time. It's not awkward at all. I'm actually like, you know, she, she and I love to connect with them because they know what the life is like. They know what we're dealing with. So it's fun to bounce things off of them to get their advice because they know what we go through. I think that that's just in Texas because I think Beverly Hills, it is not like that. <laughs> I <Yeah>. think <laughs> I, I got I think it, 
they're, the ladies are probably just sweeter in Texas than they're here because it's like, if you're not on the show, they're like, well, we don't care about you. You know, the one thing that we always find interesting is how, you know, a show like this makes you a big deal locally. Like, you become the local star uh, in Dallas. So how has that transition been? Because you're representing Dallas, essentially. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I definitely get a lot of fun calls when restaurants open, when stores open, a lot of local brands give me, you know, free stuff. They get so excited to give me gifts. I mean, it's like, it is heaven. Everyone treats me so amazing. And you know, when stores get pink, they call me first and I'm like, I'm like, I literally have everyone on speed dial. I mean, it's amazing. It's it's so sweet. Everyone is so nice about it here in town. You know, there is backlash though, you know, when it comes to, you know, certain groups, not like groups, but I would say like, there is like a private club in Dallas and they basically, you know, said I'm too much of a distraction and I, I, I can't be a member right now until I'm off the show which is quite funny because I would say 50 of my friends are members and it's absolutely just to be mean because I'm a housewife. So that kind of stuff hurts me because I'm like, I'm a country club member all over Dallas. Like we don't have problems, but I was a member before I joined the show. So now when I'm trying to be a member for other things, sometimes it's a little sticky because they think I'm going to bring cameras with me. And I'm like, I'm not bringing cameras with me. Like that's ridiculous. So just, it's in this, is this like a hangout, like a Soho house kind of thing or is, and, and they just said, that seems weird because I feel like the more high profile you are, that's kind of more attractive, especially when you, the other people inside, they look over and they're like, holy shit, look who's over there. It's Cameron. Like that to me seems like it would be a bonus to them. I know, I, I know. And I'm, I'm there like every single weekend with my girlfriends because all my girlfriends are members. I mean, it's like ridiculous. And they literally have something just wait, like wait, wait. So, so they'll let you in because you're with your friends, but they won't let you be a member. Yeah, 100%. What? That yeah. makes no sense. It makes no sense. And my husband is friends with some of the board members. I mean, it, there's a couple people on, I would say, the board that just legitly hate housewives. And, and so, so they, will they not let any of the other housewives either? Well, there's some sticky situations. They originally they originally were like, oh, we're only going to let a few people in, you know, basically the people that are like connected with like, you know, certain groups in town. And then after that, then the kind of story changed. So I don't really know what the story is, but you know, it's things like that where I'm kind of like, why are people so judgy? You know, just because we're on a reality TV TV show, you're now holding it against us. So we deal with stuff like that at times, but other than that, most people are very welcoming and excited, like excited we go there and they pay us to post. Like we'll go to like, I can literally go to a spot and they'll pay me to go post just because they want the attention, you know? Yeah. I'm so curious what, what club this is. I'm going to have to do some research. I'm going to get in trouble now, but it, it, <laughs> it's quite annoying. Yeah. What has been, you, you know, you said about, you know, obviously from this club, they kind of give you a little bit of flock but has there been uh like what's been your craziest most weirdest random fan experience or not and also fan experience and people that are not fans i would definitely say my most random crazy fan experience i mean huh i'm trying to i mean i would maybe like someone chasing me on the street in new york where i literally had a hoodie over my head and you could only see my eyes and no one would ever even notice it was me because I literally just worked out and I looked awful. And I was like, how in the world did you just notice me? Like, it was the weirdest thing. I would say that's probably the most weirdest thing. Like, no way this person would know who I am. <laughs> I love the little... <laughs> By the way, she has her dog with her. <laughs> that's not her growling for anyone that's listening. <laughs> what is... Uh... Oh, wait, this is that Pink Paws? Oh, yeah, she has, oh, she has a pink tail. Oh, there oh, you go. Whoa. Oh, there you go. Pink paws, tail. Does she have pink ears, too? She used to have pink ears, but they kind of faded. That's so cute. Do you do that yourself, or do you have to have someone do that for you? Um, actually, someone does it for me. I would probably <laughs> get the whole house pink if I did it myself. <laughs> what is a, what's the filming schedule like? Like, how does it work? Is it say, hey, guys, we're going to film today at this restaurant from 2 to 5, or how does it work, the filming? Yeah, that's actually exactly how it works. We're, yeah, we have, like, slot times, and the, the times always change. They're like, oh, block these 
hours off Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> We're like, okay. Um, and you know, and then you know that cameras, you know, won't be around you. So there's like time slots. So it's not like the cameras are on your face at all times. Like when I go pick up my kids, it's not like I have cameras in my car at all times that is scheduled. And if it is scheduled, I'll tell my kids, Hey, I'm going to pick you up with cameras in my car. Just be ready. Like I don't ever blindside my kids and I don't ever blindside my friends. Like if they know cameras are over, I text them and I say, Hey, be prepared. There's going to be a waiver at my front door before you walk in. Like they can't film anybody unless you sign papers. Do your kids get compensated as well? Or, you know, cause like the Kardashians, they compensate for like Mason, the little kids do, do your kids get compensated for being on the show they as well? They don't. Maybe one day. Um, I actually, you're going to die laughing, but I actually pay them in Roblox money, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is like this computer game they play. And yep. I'm like, if you, if you, I'm like, Robux. Yes, Robux. And, and this, like, this, this game is like huge for their age bracket. And I tell them, I'm like, you know, if you participate today, I'll give you a little extra Robux money. But I said, you don't have to, but I'll pay you a little extra. And, you know, obviously one day I'll always, you know, set aside extra money for them because of their participation because they deserve it. You know, they're working hard. I gotta say, if you told my daughter that I was gonna just pay her in Robux, she would be stoked. So I think that's almost better, honestly, for the kid than to just give them a bunch of money because they're appreciating it. So they're probably uh, handled a lot better on on camera. You know, uh, I was gonna, we were gonna ask this, but you know, a lot of people that do reality TV and reality shows, they always talk about editing. They always, you know, it's it's either you love how you're edited, you don't love how you edited. Do you feel that we see the true Cameron on TV? I would definitely say season one, season two, absolutely not. Season three, season four of, you know, my seasons, 100%. Yeah. Like season three and season four, I definitely feel like you got to see the real me. You get to see that I'm funny and I'm fun and, you know, I'm not as uptight as how I was portrayed season one, season two for myself. I, I, I'm just always fascinated. Did you ever feel, though, that the editing wasn't fair at any point, even in... Yeah, okay. 100%. I feel like every season, like some seasons, some people are happy with editing. Some seasons, some people are not. It's You can't please everyone. And that's the thing, like, that I think other housewives on our cast have to understand. Like, some seasons, some girls do get the better cut and they do get more screen time for certain reasons. And then other girls get all upset because they're like, you got more screen time. I filled so much. All my scenes got cut. It's just like, we don't get to pick. Like somehow they decide what scenes make, you know, make the cut and we don't get to pick. And sometimes it's frustrating. And sometimes it's frustrating when your scene, you know, is explaining like something and you need that scene to back yourself up and they cut it. Yeah. Context is big. Yeah. But have you ever went to the editors or even the producers like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Oh like, yeah. Stop being, like, do you, yes. I mean, you call an email? I'm like, guys, this is so fucked up. Oh, I for sure. I have definitely that, I go down? calls and said, Hey, I think this show's rigged. I definitely have. <laughs> and what's the response to that? They just say, Oh no, this is just a mirror of your true self. Like, or what are they? Yeah. They usually just say, well, the reason why we didn't include this scene is because ABCD. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me, but okay. So fascinating. I, I love hearing the like little, the inner workings of shows like this. You, when you talk to Andy, when you do watch what happens or anything, is it, do you feel, are you nervous talking to him? Like obviously he's a fan. He's, he's not your boss, but he's sort of your boss. I mean, he's just, he's, he's the, he's the head guy, the head honcho. Do you, how do you feel when you talk to him? Are you nervous talking to him? Yeah, when I first met him, I was nervous, but not anymore. Yeah. He doesn't scare me at all. I guess sitting next to him at reunion last year, you know, I, I got to know more and I, I'm not nervous at all. Like if I had a major issue, I would definitely call him and get him on the phone, but I haven't got to that point. Thank goodness. But yeah, I'm not nervous at all. I, I look at him just as like another person, you know, Is just a fabulous other... person, of course. <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of the, any of the other housewife shows, by the way? Do you watch any of the other ones? Oh, I watch all of them. If you could steal, if you could steal one housewife from another show and put her in Dallas, who would it be? Ooh, let's see. I would say, hmm, gosh, there's so many. Well, as long as they were on my, you know, as long as they liked me and they were my friend, um, 
but I would probably say, mm, I love Lisa Vanderpump, always have loved her. So I would probably say Lisa or Bethany. They're like, they've okay. always been my, my favorite too. And what what is one housewife you think would never fit in in Dallas? Ooh, never fit in. I think Dallas is so welcoming. So <laughs> there's got to be someone though that you're like, oh, that would agree with that. But I, I do think our cast is very welcoming. Um, usually, um, <laughs> they weren't always welcoming when I went on, but I yeah. do see they're welcoming with other people. Um, I would say, um, mm, I kind of think I, I think um, Jen Shaw probably would not do well here in Dallas because I think she's probably a little intimidating for other people on our cast. So. Okay. If you were the if you were the head of Bravo and you had to say, listen, there needs to be a ch a change up. There needs to be some. There needs to be a change up in the cast. Uh, which uh, which city do you think you would do? A change up on the cast. Let's see. I do think Orange County needs a little shakeup. I feel like, I don't know. I think they could use a little shakeup. No, no, I think, yeah. I, I think that's so smart. I think being from the inside and you look at it and you're like, that could use some new blood or it could use a refresh or whatever. I, I, you know, I think, I think we can all look at shows like that and, and say the same thing. I, sure. I, I've been I've been following you on Twitter. What's going on with you and Deandra? You know, you guys have been going a little back and forth right lately. What's uh What's the deal with this? Oh, you know, Deandra. You know, if she sends out a tweet or anything. I mean, I'll just reply back and be honest. You know, and you know, and that's the thing. You know, Deandra and I do we do have that relationship, and we have many years together. We've known each other for like fifteen years, and I feel like we have that relationship where we can tell each other how it is and we can move on the next day, you know, as long as it's not cutthroat. So I really, I think we're still in a good place, but yeah, I mean, she does a little, sometimes a little jabs at me and I just come back at her. But why, why, why do you get the jabs, especially publicly? Doesn't like some of my commentary and I don't really ever mean to be mean. I think I just am honest sometimes. And I don't think she likes that sometimes. <laughs> You know, we were talking about crossing the line. It's like she's, you know, she writes comments saying you don't know how to take care of your expenses, but you have a business. You, you know, you are a business owner. You are, you know, you do kind of run a household. Uh, right. And that's why I had to step in, you know, because I'm like, honey, I'm like, you know, as I said, like, you know, she is a trust fund kid and for her to sit there and judge me for, you know, the certain things I'm like, girl, like that's a little... That's a little much. I mean, she's she got checks from her mom even on the show. So for her to sit there and be like, I'm financially responsible. I don't need any help, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. We went to LA. You threw 30K. Like, and then you complain you have no budget for anything and you're on a budget. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this doesn't add up. So, so is, that, is it personal or is it her just trying to, you know, maybe trying to stay relevant? I, I think it's just, I think there's a sensitive, like a sensitive spot. And I think since she's a businesswoman, she probably doesn't like that backlash. But then again, I'm like, girl, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to judge you if you, if you inherit money. I think that's awesome. Like, are you kidding me? Like my husband inherited money. I'm not going to lie about that. I mean, yeah, we live this amazing lifestyle also for my husband, but it's also from his family. And I'm not going to lie. Like, that's just honesty. And I'm not ashamed about that. You know, I think some people that are trust fund kids, like, I think they are ashamed and they want to look like they're self-made. And that's, I think it's silly. Because just be honest. Yeah, bring it on. I wish I was a trust fund kid. I yeah, know, right? <laughs> Jeez. Like, be like happy. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> How much of the commentary do you sit back and you watch the edit and you're just like, damn, like, I wish I would have known they were thinking that at that moment and I would have said something or I would have done something better because I I do think, like, I'll watch these shows and I'm like, oh, damn, that was a mean comment to say knowing that the other person is going to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is a lot. And I actually had, um, I would say, last season, um, that's my problem. Like, my, my last season, my problem actually was with Steph was because we didn't have communication because we didn't film together. So I saw everything 
in confessionals or behind the scenes. And I'm like, what? And I like literally like did not realize what was going on. And it just kind of blew up in my face. And that's the kind of stuff that I do not do well with. Like for me, I love Carrie Brittingham because she tells me everything to my face. I know exactly what I'm going to get on and off camera. When other women do that and they, you don't know what they're going to say behind your back. It kind of like makes me cringe and makes me freak out. But Stephanie and I now actually have an amazing communication process and we talk all the time and we're, you know, we don't blindsight each other anymore. We talk it out. So now I'm like, okay, we're actually really good friends now. Thanks to that. <laughs> Is there any rules though that Bravo gives you? Like if you're going to have a confrontation, we want it on camera. Like don't call each other. Don't call each other. Like we're going to set up a, a restaurant meeting. Always. Oh, you're not supposed to ever text each other, but off camera when we're filming, you're never supposed to talk about anything. You have to leave it all for camera, even with your husband sometimes. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'm like smart on their part. <laughs> I mean, that's how you get the juice. If it's all off camera through text, I mean, they're never going to have a good show then. But do you guys ever meet before a season starts, before filming starts to strategize storyline or anything? Um, I definitely... Like for me, when Tiffany joined the show, I actually was um, really excited for her to join our cast. So I actually reached out and I went to lunch with her and I told her, you know, let me know if you have any questions. I'm here to help you. You know, it's a scary process. And, um, you know, I wanted to have a little relationship with her. So I, you know, felt comfortable filming with her. And so she felt comfortable filming with us. And I love, you know, doing things like that. I definitely keep in touch with some of the girls on the cast all the time and we hang out and normally have dinners and stuff just to keep that relationship. Because if you don't have that relationship, it makes it harder to film with people you don't really know. Sure. Yeah. Like you're kind of like forced to be friends with them and it's, it's yeah. a reality show, but I just met you. So it's like, it's hard to be like besties and kind yeah. of her husbands to be friends when we really don't know each other. I think and that would be the awkward part. Yeah. And that's why it was really hard for me. I think season one, because my first season, I didn't know anybody. I literally only knew Deandra and I knew Carrie uh, Duber through the charity world, but I didn't have like close, close relationships with them, like, out, you know, outside the show. So I literally was, you know, I was definitely freaked out and scared. I was going to ask you about your new podcast because you've got the new one, Kim and Carrie do Dallas. What, what, is, what are people going to expect from this podcast? Yeah, well, Carrie and I actually started this podcast because we, you know, have a re real relationship off the show and we talk for hours on the phone and go on and on about stuff. And so we're like, you know what? People actually get paid to actually talk and we never stop talking on the phone. So we're like, why don't we do this for fun? And other everyone asks us all these, all these questions all the time. Why don't we do a podcast? And people can actually listen to our conversations since they all want to know what's going on anyway. So we're like, oh, this will be worthwhile. So we went ahead and, you know, started Kim and Carrie do Dallas. And, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And we've been having a great time. We've been That's interviewing um, other housewives. We've been interviewing, you know, other exciting people. And it's been fun. That's great. Uh, your sparkle dog food. How has the business changed as far as in sales from, you know, obviously going on the show? Have you seen a huge rise in sales? Yes, actually, well, it's been at a steady pace. I really need to, you know, um, improve my packaging and kind of take my brand to the next level, which I'm actually working on. And I need to kind of take it to the next step. And right now I'm only on Amazon and I prefer that. So I don't have to, you know, manage stores or anything. But I think to, I'm to the point where I'm doing really well and I need to decide if I'm going to take this to the next step. Do I want to go into stores and do I want to keep expanding? And I definitely do. So I do amazing also by selling on Instagram. Actually, Instagram, every time I post, like people get really excited. So, yeah, I remember actually I, I, I was with uh, in New York. I'm, I'm in New York and I was with Lisa Vanderpump and her husband and the dogs at like a Petco or PetSmart here. And she was doing a lot of stuff in the stores and stuff with the dogs. It's Is there anything else you're trying to get into as far as business goes? Obviously, you have this huge platform right now with the show and your socials and stuff. Besides the dog food, are you trying to get involved in any other kind of businesses as well? Um, right now, I'm focusing on Sparkle Dog and my podcast. And I do a lot of influencing on Instagram. And that really keeps me busy. 
I do a lot of fashion influencing as well and skincare influencing. I'm a big skincare junkie. So I'm constantly testing out products, which I love, which is like a dream. So I've just been busy doing that. And that keeps me really busy. What's the wildest a beauty regime you've ever tried? Like the one that you're like, fuck, this is kind of gnarly. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, let's see. Um, good I'm question. You gotta, you've tried the vampire facial? No, I'm too scared because I don't like to draw blood. I faint. Gotcha. Okay. But I've done the, <laughs> I've done the, the, the microblading part of it with the needles yeah. for your skin. You like the microblading? That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I would definitely, you know, just say maybe the red light. I mean, you could, you could actually do like the red light room. You can go in oh, this like, where, you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. getting red light on you. Sure. Um, you do any of the cleanses like the, you know, like the enema type stuff. You know, I've never done a cleanse. Actually, the only time I've ever done a cleanse actually, which is funny. I did it. I did one. Actually, I tried the, I tried the whole 30, you guys. Oh my gosh. I only, <laughs> I only made it seven days. Okay. But I lost three pounds in seven days. Yeah. It was torture. It I'm was sure. so hard. Like you can't have sugar. You can't have carbs. You can't have caffeine. Like I'm like, Oh my gosh, my husband made it 15 days, which I'm really impressed. But yeah, I only made it seven days. I don't do well with diets. For me, if I want to lose weight, I just eat a lot of salad and plain protein. Yeah. Or, yeah. Did you, uh, what did you notice from doing that kind of cleanse? Did you, your skin feel better? Did you feel lighter? No, no, not bloated? She's like, no, I felt pissed off is what I yeah. felt. So I, actually, I actually didn't notice any difference in my skin. I felt the same. I didn't have more, I had the same amount of energy and I even, you know, I'm a, I love Coke zero and I once even took Coke zero out of my diet for a month and a half to see if it changed my energy with the caffeine and like soda. No, it did nothing. Nothing changed. I think that's my only addiction is sugar. That's a tough one for me, but it's only like a certain amount. It's not overdose. I don't know. It sucks for me. Have you never done anything like the, the colon cleansing with the, the up the rear, like kind of water out? No. You know? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. No, but I will tell you about my lovely story. I have a friend that um did that and supposedly a, a bar suit came out. So oh. <laughs> yeah. Adam, I, have you Adam have have you? Honestly, dude, I, I've considered it, but I'm very, very nervous because I've heard there's there's a lot of issues. I mean, again, it's a very serious kind of, you know, I don't want some just person at some random spot to do it. I mean, I feel like a doctor <laughs> should be doing it because it is, there is, I mean, I know someone who got an ulcer from it. Like there's, it's it's sort of dangerous in ways, you know? Yeah, like it's, and, you know, and I, I always go by the studies and the studies like, you know, say it's okay, but it's not saying that it's going to improve your life forever. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a buddy who did it, and he said the first time was amazing. Like he said, there was a lot of stuff that came at him. You're like, what the hell? And then he did it another time, and it was barely nothing. So maybe you don't really need it as much. Maybe you just um, need it like, like once, once every, every 10, 10 years, years or something. something. I guess so. It's like a leaky faucet. It's like, you know, it just, you know, you got to fucking drain it. Enough or about like that. nasty butt. Sorry about that. <laughs> I want to know, by the way, what does your husband, Court, like do exactly? Yeah, what my husband actually is a venture capitalist. And he focuses on tech investments. And he also um, does a lot of commercial real estate, uh, commercial real estate. <laughs> we do a lot of commercial real estate. Um, we do, we have a lot of buildings and we do student housing. We build tons of apartment buildings um, all throughout the country. And we own a lot of land. Um, and he also runs a family office. You know, he is in charge. He runs a whole office now. You know, oh, I, cool. I I think it's really great that you, you know, I think a lot of people look at your life and, it's, and you have an amazing life. You got an amazing family. You're very, very fortunate and very, very lucky. But I think it's cool that you also acknowledge, like, listen, we're very fortunate that we you know, we have some bit of inheritance. So like we are working. It's not like we just inherited money. We're just, no, we are constantly working, but I think it's cool that you actually kind of acknowledge that. So I think that's just like refreshing in some ways. Cause again, I live in New York and you see so many people living this life or two in the afternoon, they're drinking on a Tuesday and it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, what, but there's an inheritance, but you acknowledge it, but it's also, you don't depend seriously on it. Like you guys are actively working. And I just think it's just cool for someone to acknowledge that, 
um, especially in your life. So it's, I don't know, you're, you're a cool, you're a cool chick, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Make sure you follow Cameron Westcott, follow her on Instagram, and make sure you check out Sparkle Dog Food. And uh, her podcast is, uh, it's it's going. Carrie New Dallas, check it out. Get me Carrie New Dallas. It's good stuff. Cameron Westcott, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you. Yay, thank you for having me. I love being you guys. That was fun. Yeah, she was cool. She was way cooler than I thought, dude. I, like, <laughs> I did too. And, uh, and I don't mean that in like a rude way. I just, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get out of like the housewives women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't know if, like when we had Heather Dubrow on, really fascinating. I really liked Heather. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of these women, it can go either way. You can either get this woman who's like super open and like wants to talk about everything and like doesn't hold back. And I think that's what she did. Uh, I think that's what Cameron did on this one is she just – she didn't hold back from anything. No, we always like to say we like to humanize Hollywood, and she humanized the Real Housewives of Dallas. You know, it's a, I understand the filming process, and she kind of – she kind of went in where I, I'm curious if the producers would be happy with that. But again, uh, but it's she's just, honest. Again, it goes back to like she, she's honest. You, yeah, you, you hired her because she's honest, and that's dope. Yeah, no, she's great. Not it's. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from that interview? Let's see. Um, I'll I, tell you I mine. Th- I thought it was really interesting the blowback in her community, like that. Uh, 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 club would not want her because it's such the opposite of LA. LA is like the bigger you are, the more shows you're on. If you're on Housewives, we're going to invite you to our our private clubs. And so yeah. to hear in Dallas, they're like, oh no, we don't want you, but we're still going to let you in the door, but we, we're not going to let you be a member. To me, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Again, I go back to how I ended the interview with her talking about, you know, how they come, they, are in, they inherited money and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they work hard, but Again, they're very fortunate that they're able to have some good, good genes, I guess, and come from a good yep. family tree. So it's uh, it's like, man, good I'm genes. working so hard. Rich it's like, genes. Yeah, rich genes. So no, but she's super cool and super nice and super fun. Uh, make sure you check out her on Instagram. You can find us. We have a video portion of this podcast on our YouTube at Holly Roll Podcast. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you follow us to stay tuned. Uh, and also, leave a review and a comment. That's the best thing you do to support this podcast. You can Please find me at, leave at Adam Glenn. They, they help so much. We really so appreciate that. So much, dude. So much. Just leave a review. It really helps out this podcast. You can find me at, at Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. A Media Production.